She hails from a small town called Zolo in the Eastern Cape. She holds a BTEC in PR and currently works for one of the top PR firms in the world, Ogilvy. Her name means with both hands and she indeed received the Ubuntu crown and South Africa with both hands. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, joining us on the line, the most beautiful woman in South Africa, Miss South Africa 2019, Zozibini Tunzi. A very warm welcome. Congratulations. And thank you for taking the time of your busy schedule to chat to us no pleasure so i want to start by just getting right into it i've been a fan of the miss essay pageant since way back when they had miss veet sexy legs and i want to find out when did your journey into pageantry begin um so my journey to pageantry began was very young must have been seven when I went on to my first one and I went in because I had like self-esteem issues and I was very shy and mm. so my mom just really wanted me to do something that would get me out of the house that would get me you know to meet other kids and just you know start building relationships and so that's when I started doing my first pageant when I was seven and then from there I just kind of fell in love you know with the whole um world of pageantry but I haven't really done a lot of pageants since then but you know oh wow that's really when it started huh? okay okay yeah. and from the f- <laughs> and from the few pageants that you have um been in what were some of like the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them um I think with pageantry it's because most of the time you know you're being judged mm. for beauty you know and that could be challenging because you know beauty is subjective and people see it in different ways and you might be beautiful to another person you might not be to another so i think that's like one of uh, the most challenging things about it but um you know pageants are changing every day the face of pageantry yeah it's changing it's not just about how you look on the outside it's really about the inside as well about your brain how you think you know your mind your inside has to be as beautiful you know as your outside as well so that's been a nice um evolution of pageantry did you regain like your confidence from from yes yes absolutely because i mean remember the first reason i did it anyways was to get you know that confidence and to be able to be comfortable in my own skin and to own myself 100 percent and so that really did help me to be a more confident person that I am today because it wasn't always, you know, like that in the past. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and also, my friend and I have been discussing our predictions for the upcoming Miss oh. Universe. <laughs> yes, I'm way ahead. Listen, listen. And here's my theory. Since okay. you were chosen by two Miss Universe title holders. Yes, I was. And listen, I feel like it's a low-key indication that you might be our Miss Universe 2019. Oh man, you know what? I am speaking it out because listen, what are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances? I mean, I never quite looked at it that way. Really? Thank you for pointing that out. No, actually, this is the first time that I'm actually reflecting on the fact that I was judged by two former Miss Universes and they actually said I was good enough to win the crown. Mm, mm. So that's quite interesting. Listen, you heard it first <laughs> right here and yes. <laughs> yes. So since being crowned, you've done yes. so, so many interviews and 
mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the questions that you've been asked have been mostly about your title and being a Miss Uni- Miss US uh, Miss SA. What okay. would Zozibini and not Miss SA like to be asked? You know, by us. Oh my goodness! And wow, I haven't really had time to think about that. Mm. Um, sure, I feel like I've been asked so many questions, and it's kind of difficult to think of one that I haven't been asked because I've had a lot of interviews. Um, sure, I can't think of anything right now. Of the one question that Zozibini would like to be asked, and not Miss Essie, but Zozibini. Yes. Shoot. Wow, your job is so difficult. I never read. I can't think of anything right now. Really, I can't. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I really cannot. Okay, okay. Let me jump right into the topic of of, of, of hair now. Like black hair in particular. You know, um, your hairstyle has changed the narrative uh, uh, in South Africa in particular about how young girls perceive beauty. Mm. You know, growing up, I would go to the salon or most of my friends would go to the salon and say, we want the Rihanna, you know. And now young girls are saying, hey, I want the Zozibini. Like, how does that make you feel? Um, that's still so strange to me to see because I've been seeing people sharing pictures of themselves mm. you know, with the hair and just kind of embracing it. And um, I didn't know it would become a movement because someone said this is actually a movement. And now I'm realizing that it actually is. You know, it feels good to have been able to step out as myself. Yeah. I was concerned at first because um, I didn't know if I should come with a weave because that's just the standard of what people think pageantry is and I say people think because no one ever said there's a certain type of hair for pageants Mm. and so for me to step out as myself and for people to embrace it makes me you know feels feels really amazing and for them to know that their hair is amazing as well it really is absolutely amazing it's really beautiful because you've changed the narrative of how we black girls can be more comfortable in our natural hair because we're forever hiding our natural hair because we want to fit into the standard of this perceived beauty is is. yes wow yeah yeah and here's a quote that i've once heard from someone um he said dreams no matter how big they are will die without an opportunity and this is like a really huge reality in many small towns across the mm. country where kids have yes. limited access to information and and exposure like what are some of like your personal experiences from that and like what can be done about you know bringing exposure and information to small towns mm. Mm. you know a lot still has to be done because i remember myself growing up where i grew up and not having the opportunities, you know, that other people had. And um, it dates back to, I don't know if you remember that Yo! TV show. Yes. And everyone used to want to be a metro. And I'm making this example because I felt like I would have been one of the people who had potential to be on it, but there was no way for me to be on it because of where I'm from. And now that social media has been introduced, I mean, we're moving way forward up to the fourth industrial revolution. Mm. And we have access at the tip of our hands. And I would really like for us 
to use it, you know, to integrate ourselves into the villages and into townships so people are not able to have access to this thing. I mean, we have YouTube now. You know, the internet is such a beautiful place. Definitely. And it's not, it's not the same as it was 10 years ago, you know, when I was a little girl. And so I really want to push that narrative into villages and to little girls to know that they can have, you know, this access to it, which goes back to education in schools and having to have computers, you know, installed because they need those computers as well to be able to branch out into the world because they do not have access to those things. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking on the topic of 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 social media and education, a lot of millennials are very much into like you know YouTube, having YouTube and Instagram careers, and many of us are like disregarding like the importance of education. And yeah, um, I mean, look, education is very important, whether or not you're going to use that degree to further yourself. I would have been here today. I mean, I'm not directly using my public relations um, qualification, but I am using an education background and mm. to be able to be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to articulate myself the way I'm articulating myself or to see the world in a different view because it, that's what education does. It opens up your mind you know, to a lot of possibilities. It gives you a worldly view of things. So it's very important, regardless of what you're doing in life, to get mm. an education is extremely, extremely important. Regardless of the social media, you know, yeah, madness. You, can, you need, you, if you have social media and education, you're way above the rest. You know, it's like a, it's a power combination. But some would argue that, hey, we're making more money as YouTube influencers and Instagram mm-hmm. influencers. You know, like, I don't need my degree. I don't need to pursue studying. But this is what I'm saying. It opens your mind better to give you options. I guess you know in life yeah. you need options. And the reality of things is, this is South Africa. The reality is, education does give you a little bit of a. Um, it does give you a little bit of an advantage yeah. because at least you have that something to fall back on. And I know it's been so difficult with the lack of jobs and graduates sitting at home. You know, not being unemployed mm. and um yeah it's very it's very difficult and it's so hard you know for me to advocate to say people go to school graduate when it's when it's so difficult for them to get jobs mm. you know? mm. still, there's a lot of things that needs um to be fixed but i just feel like we need to be ready regardless just be ready with, with your education Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I just want to point this out. I, I've always like wondered who do I share a birthday with? Like a famous person who I share a birthday with, and I just found yeah. out that we actually share a birthday. <laughs> I'm telling you, eighteenth of September, yeah. I'll be turning twenty one, and. Uh-huh. Yes. I'll be turning 26, so I'm much older, but yeah. <laughs> and a woman who has everything, what would you want for your birthday? Um, I just want to spend time with my friends and family. You know, it's so difficult to see them mm. because I've been so busy. So on that day, I really just want to see them. That's all. That's would you all. have the time to? Um, on my birthday, I should hope so. Oh my goodness. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to see them. And that's all I want for my birthday. And speaking of your family, what keeps you grounded? Um, it has to be my family, like we were just talking about, because 
I, I say I take a lot of teachings from both my mom and dad and my sisters. Um, you know, my dad teaching me the importance of hard work mm. and just being resilient and to keep pushing myself to my limits. And my mom, you know, teaching me humility and just kindness and just always being nice to people. And so for me, those principles have, you know, carried me throughout the competition, um, carried me um, through the crown and hopefully will carry me throughout the whole year. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and what women inspire you? Sure. I take inspiration from a lot of women. Today, um, women who did things in the past, you know, we have your, I love Harriet Tubman. You know, she was a slave back in America years ago. On the Underground and Railroad. Got, and Yeah. And then she got, you know, when she got her freedom and then was able to go back and to fight and to bring other people with, you know, for someone, when you get your freedom, you're mm. fine. But, you know, she decided that she's going to risk her life anyway. So I just, to be bold like that and to believe in something that hard, um, yeah, it inspires me a lot to be a better person, really, myself. Wow. And what is the best advice that you've ever received? Um, best advice I've ever received is to just stay true to myself, um, regardless of what happens in my life, whether it's within South Africa or outside of South Africa, because then I'll never have any regrets about the decisions I've taken as long as they have been within who I am, mm. truly. Mm-mm. Yes. Sure. Um, a little birdie told me that you can sing. <laughs> oh no! Who, who told you? I can't. I can't. I can't stand here and say I sing. The Twitter streets. The, t- the Twitter streets. Is that a, a hidden talent that you're not sharing out to the world? I mean, it's, I don't think I'm the most amazing singer. That's why I really <laughs> don't talk about it and regard myself as a singer. I just, it's just something I enjoy. During you, okay. when I'm alone in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, um, imagine we're on a time machine and yeah. it transports us back to the year 2009. You're standing in front of 16-year-old Zozi. What yes. would you like to tell her? Sure. 16-year-old me was panicking, you know, in high school, um, not really fitting into... Um, science or economics or accounting and it was really a horrible time for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that point mm-hmm. um, so to her I would really tell her that you know she needs to believe in the power of her dreams because I was such a dreamer I was a ridiculous dreamer <laughs> I literally should be engaging the whole day you know about different things coming into life for Miss South Africa being one of them so really I just tell her to keep on you know dreaming and stop worrying too much you know, about her future because it's definitely going to happen. And it sure did happen. Yes, it did. <laughs> absolutely amazing. It's been an absolutely amazing time and honor and pleasure to, to oh, chat to you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And thank you so much. all the best for Miss Universe. Yay, I'm excited for that. <laughs> thank you. And all the best for the rest of your reign. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Thank you for having me.